Have you ever felt like you should not do something or you should do something and it's kind of against what you had planned and you're not sure whether you should act on those emotions or not? Well, this is Ben Balden with benbalden.com and I'm going to share with you some steps that you can go through to make those decisions in the moment. So I just want to share with you a story to begin with. I don't feel like it, I mused as I laid there. I had already planned out my day. It was going to be chock full of productivity and progressive actions. I looked at my long to-do list and my calendar. I was dressed and ready to go, but something wasn't quite right. I had that feeling that there was something unresolved. So I sat there and just listened. My mind was going in circles, reviewing my goals and my tasks, and yet yet something was missing. I wasn't feeling it. I had tried to set my mind to work, but nothing came. I began to allow my mind to ponder. I started sharing my thoughts with my wife. Before I knew it, I spent the next four hours clearing up misunderstandings, releasing unresolved issues and childhood traumas, and mentally rebuilding how I see and respond to different parts of my world. It turned out to be one of the best therapeutic sessions I've ever had. It was absolutely transforming. And I would have missed it if I had just forced myself to forget about the feelings and push forward with my work. At the same time, I didn't get anything else done that morning, and for the rest of the day for that matter, as I took immediate action on my inspirations and and what went on during that relieving session, but it was worth it. Taking time to address that sinking feeling was not only therapeutic, it gave me breakthrough to make substantial progress in other areas of my life. But it might not have turned out that way. A few weeks previously, I had the same, I don't feel like it kind of feeling when it it came to completing an important project. And when it turned out that I followed that premonition, I wasted my whole day doing nothing. Actually, it was less than nothing. I regressed. I fell behind. So it was like a step in the wrong direction, and I felt a deep feeling of regret as a result. So my big question for you today is, when should you either follow your emotions, listening to your mood, emotions, and physical feelings, or ignore them? Take action no matter how you feel physically or emotionally. In other words, should I let my mood and emotions drive and direct my life or let my conscious mind and ambitions determine my actions every day? So there there are two possibilities here. Either your body and mind is trying to communicate something to you of importance or You are being subject to unsupportive programming from your subconscious mind. It's just going to lead to (laughs) self-sabotage. So let's let's look at our choices here. First, following emotions. Letting your mood, emotions, and physical feelings drive and conduct your life is a bad idea. You end up going nowhere and no progression, going in circles wanting to do something but sabotaging or abandoning your efforts when any substantial progress is made. You only grow as big as your subconscious believes you to be, and so here you'll be stuck, hopeless, and stagnant. 
ignoring emotions is also a completely bad idea. <laughs> um, just forcing yourself to push forward regardless of how you can feel or how you do feel can lead to burnout, illness, breakdown, imbalance, unfulfillment, and heartache. You just force yourself too strongly and break in one way or another. So you can't completely rely on your emotions and you can't completely ignore them. Let's talk about willpower. Willpower is acting contrary to your mood and physical feelings, making yourself do something you don't feel like doing. Willpower alone will fail you unless you have a deeper belief, conviction, or a clear purpose. It's simply not sustainable by itself. Willpower will work for short-term efforts, but willpower runs out and is not replenished fast enough to sustain growth by itself. You must eventually believe in the outcome, that is, convince, conclusively convince your subconscious mind of that conviction. The warnings. Now, when your conscious intention doesn't equal your subconscious understanding of the world, your body cries out, Stop, you fool! <laughs> the response you experience is a feeling like, I don't like doing that, or I don't feel like doing that, right? That's the feeling I got that day. Maybe it was a stupor of thought, a hunch, a gut feeling, or an intuition. Intuition, like the rest of these, is basically your subconscious telling you something. Your subconscious speaks through your moods, your emotions, and your physical feelings. Like, do you feel sick today, for instance? Now, Let's talk about questioning your subconscious. Your subconscious is only as good as you've programmed it to be. It's not an all-knowing, or it's not even wiser than you. It doesn't question or reason. The truth is, you wrote the programming through your reactions to your environment, and mostly in your youth. Your subconscious impressions are not perfectly reliable. They're not perfect messages from heaven or from the universe, but they can be timely reminders of reality or your younger self's interpretation of reality. That is to say, your subconscious is fallible and needs conscious efforts from you to correct it. So let's talk about subconscious programming. You program your subconscious either passively or intentionally now, we, we all do it. Uh, we adopt programming from the world around us, from our parent, parents and from experiences in our youth. And the truth is, most of this subconscious programming is helpful and supportive. But this programming is by nature risk-averse. It wants you to survive. And so often enough, it is in conflict with our conscious vision and mission and intentions for our life. You will want to... Re rewrite an inaccurate or unsupportive programming when either the programming is wrong and damaging or the programming is partly true but too risk averse to support progress and happiness or a different program would serve you much better it means it's true but you know you'd be better off with some different programming in there now programs are built and solidified by evidence even though the existing program may have ample evidence to support it, and even though there is less evidence in reality to support 
the programming you will you may want to install, it is in your interest to push for more supportive programming. Sometimes operating against the grain of reality and physical evidence is powerful. The utility is a little re, uh, reality distortion that helps you push the envelope of what of what is possible. In other words, you have to kind of distort what reality you're experiencing. So what do you do? This all sounds well and good, but how do you put this in practice in your life? Um, and when you, especially at those moments when you don't feel like doing anything or you want to refrain from doing something, something I think I should, that is something I think I should be doing to reach a goal, right? So I've broken this down to four simple steps. One, listen. Two, ask. Three, balance. Four, proceed. So step one, stop. Take time to listen. So stop, pause, and listen to your mind and body. Perhaps your body and your mind is trying to tell you something to warn you or protect you. Physical symptoms might be trying to tell you of some imbalance or some unresolved issue. If you are feeling afraid or anxious, you can usually sort out the source and change your programmed autom or automated uh, emotional response. Irrational or illogical fears are the result of unfinished, unsupportive, or unintentional programming. Start off by getting into getting your body quiet. Right? You can tap your. You're going to be tapping into your mind and body and asking these questions. Number one: Is there something my mind or body is trying to tell me? Is there anything out of balance in my life? Have I forgotten about something? Is there any unresolved issue? Is there something I need to know? So you're pondering on, you know, whether there's something there that your mind or body is trying to tell you. Step two is ask. The questions in step one are designed to draw out that information. Now you want to do a little bit of analyzing of what you learn about how you feel. Here are some questions to help you analyze a bit. Is that thing that you've discovered based in truth or falsehood? Sometimes we subconsciously believe that things that we know are simply not true. Perhaps we felt that they were true at one point. This is a new true belief, just needs to be installed. Sometimes all you need to do is present a case, review the evidence and bam, it's done. Other times, you may need to consciously tell yourself over a period of time the new belief. Is this a good, positive feeling or is it a negative, dark feeling? Typically, your subconscious steers the boat with negative feelings, unfortunately. If you are feeling inspired and excited about doing something unplanned, that may be a good sign. If you are inclined to do it because you are scared to do the thing that you should, Mm, that may be a bad sign or may be an indication that this is a self-sabotaging emotion. An unexpected departure from your plan may come from different sources, may come from divine guidance, maybe heavens guiding you in the right direction, or may come from your lizard brain, your subconscious mind protecting you from harm so you can perpetuate the species, risk avoidance, but also growth avoidance. <laughs> 
Think about your inclination. Is it from a higher source guiding you? Or perhaps a prehistoric reflex intentionally keeping you from harm, but also in some cases shielding you from glory? When you act despite mood, emotions, and physical state, ask yourself, where will this action lead? Let your vision or mission decide. At one point, you decided what you want in life. Let that decision be your ultimate guide. Will doing this get me there? If you're unsure or confused, trust your conscious mind and follow your plan. If you, fall, if you plan, your plan was inspired, feelings of confusion are just resisting subconscious mind's effort to sabotage and protect. protect an unnecessary effort to ensure the survival of the species because you're going to survive regardless, right? This is just your subconscious mind doing something it's been taught to do but not necessary any anymore. Now, you can confidently resist against that if that's, the, if that's the case. And then you can just go about doing whatever it is you had planned for the day and forget about these feelings and emotions that are, that are telling you things but you are more intelligent than than that, right? So why would we feel confusion? Discomfort arises when you rewrite your beliefs or programs. That's understandable, and you just have to deal with that bit of discomfort. You just need to trust yourself and the direction that you're headed. Have a little faith. Just keep acting despite resistance from your subconscious mind in the form of a bad mood or physical discomfort, like I don't feel well today. The discomfort will turn to comfort as your subconscious mind aligns with your conscious beliefs when you should not act. There are sometimes that there are those sometimes that taking action, even if planned and supportive of your goals, will not help. This was this one time when I got up in the morning to exercise. Sorry, there was this one time when I got up in the morning to exercise but I felt really sick. I made myself exercise anyway, and the result was a horrible, worsened, sickened state. It took me a few days to get back to health. I should have listened to my body and given myself a break. Another instance when you should, shouldn't take planned action over the feeling that something is not right is when you're overzealous. There are times when you get a focused goal, when you get so focused on it, you tend to exclude everything else. It's easy to push everything else out because it is simpler to think of only one thing at a time. But being overzealous blinds you to other important elements in your life. And that leads us to step three, balance. So we've covered step one, two, and three. Step one was um, take time to listen to your body and mind. Step two, ask and analyze what you're feeling and what messages you're getting from your body. And step three is balance. Give yourself a break. Pushing yourself too hard can be counterproductive. Stephen Covey tells a story of a goose that lays golden eggs. The owner, who wanted more eggs and didn't want to wait, killed the goose to get all the eggs at once, and thus he destroyed his ability to get any more. We must take care of our most valuable resource, our mind and our health. And then are we able to continue to produce? Create a balance between work and play. Yes, play. You work hard to reach your goals, but playing, relaxing fully, and unwinding 
keeps the, that goose healthy and, well, alive. So time to work and play. Think of it as, a, as layering a lasagna, right? You need to get, uh, you need to do some good focused work. Then unwind and play. Then repeat until the dish is complete. Focused work, unwind and play. Focused work, unwind and play. You might do this by working intensely for 25 minutes and resting for five, as you would with the Pomodoro method. You might work hard for a full day and then take it easy the next. You may spring and work, uh, sorry, sprint and work really hard on a project for a month or two and then take a vacation to recharge. Now, whether you cycle intense work and rest daily or weekly or monthly, it's a principle that will keep you at your most or your most valuable asset working at its best. Also remember to love yourself. Finally, you got to take time to balance your relationship with yourself. Acknowledge the relationship that you have subconsciously with your mind and, and your physical body. Like any relationship, you both give a little. Let your mind and body win some battles. Allow yourself some leisure and time, you know, allow yourself to feel happy naturally. Recruit your subconscious mind to work with you toward your future vision or goal. Work as a team. Establish trust and respect by keeping your promises to yourself. Step four. So there's a fourth step. You must make a decision. Are you going with the emotion previously felt or the previously decided plan of action? Steps one to three should have given you enough information to make your best educated guess. And guess what? No one's perfect. You will get it wrong sometimes. So just choose one. If you are unsure, stick with your original inspired plan. Yes, it must be a clear yes, then jump in. So in other words, if you don't know what to do, stick with what you have decided previously, and then jump in. Proceed in that direction, knowing that you've already done your best to make a good decision. Have faith in yourself. Give yourself some trust and stick with your decision. You make the decision once and move forward. And when it's time, when it's deciding time, you decide. When it's action time, you act. So in conclusion, so when you don't feel like it, you have a few steps to guide you through the process of determining whether to change course or to stick with your original plan. One bit of advice with all this, go through the process as quickly as you can. Sometimes you can actually be sabotaging yourself by just planning and thinking and well, going through four steps. So stay on track 90% of the time. So go get them. And remember, live a happier, fuller life. I just want to repeat those four steps for you one more time before I let you go today. It's listen, ask, balance, and proceed. Good luck. And this is Ben Baldwin from benbalden.com reminding you to live a happier, fuller life.